You're listening to Waffle the Bite Size Podcast with Paul Jenkins. On this episode, Paul finds himself in Swansea speaking to the Empathy Lab. This was originally broadcast on Rossendale Radio on the 2nd of February 2020. Welcome to the Waffle Hour. It's Paul Jenkins here at Rossendale Radio. Now, usually we'd have somebody into the studio to chat about all things to do with books or to do with literacy or to do with anything to do with uh, spoken word or anything like that. Uh, but this week I've been on my travels. I got the honour of going all the way to Swansea uh, to speak to some people down there. This is the record of my journey. We're going to be uh, spearing in the first segment from uh, Jenny Ford, uh, who is the uh, head teacher of Pentra Havod High School down there, and John Biddle, uh, who is uh, a primary school teacher from Moorlands Primary in Great Yarmouth. Uh, I managed to get to speak to both of them and here's the journey so far. Well, welcome to the Weekend Wind Down with me, Paul Jenkins. Uh, as you'll probably hear, uh, we're not in the studio this afternoon. Uh, we're on our travels. Uh, I've just left Manchester. We're heading down to Swansea uh, and I'm going to be meeting uh, a really interesting organisation and uh, finding out about what they do. I'm going to be travelling down to Empathy Lab. Uh, and Empathy Lab are working with a group of uh, schools in Swansea. Uh, I'm going to be meeting some teachers down there. I'm going to be talking to some uh, excellent people who know about reading for pleasure in schools uh, and about promoting books. Uh, now, Empathy Lab's uh, main reason for being is to promote empathy skills in children. Uh, and their idea is that if you read stories, you build empathy and then you build a better world. It sounds quite revolutionary. Uh, so we're going to find out all about that on our journey and, uh, and share a few stories along the way. So I'm here with Jenny Ford in Pentrafford Library and we're discussing about the uh, Empathy Lab training day today and you've hosted us today, which has been wonderful. We've had a, a beautiful day, very nice buffet. Uh, and uh, the, the other thing is that you're the first secondary school to, to take on the Empathy Lab work, aren't you? Yes, we are. Um, when uh, we first met Miranda McKerney, um, oh, about 18 months ago now, I really got hooked on the triple win um, that Empathy Lab offers. So the literacy really struck a chord with me because it's what our children need um, at all levels to keep pushing that I, I felt there was something lacking with a rights respecting school and we've really focused on that for a number of years but when we're going through the restorative questions I sometimes felt children were going through a process not really engaging and understanding that they had to actually empathise um, with different situations and different points of view then finally that um, social activism, that real triple win, that third part of it was something that I really wanted to focus on as well and although it's quite early days we're a very big school we do feel we're making baby steps forward in terms of those three areas um, and getting more and more staff on board to understand why um, this is so important. I'm an English teacher by trade and yeah. I sometimes think, um, do they think it's just, you know, sort of fluffy and, and it's not fluffy at all. This is the thing is it's not just something the kids are learning about in the classroom. This is something that's going to change the culture of the school and the, and the, and the cluster and the, the, the primary schools we're working with as well. Absolutely. And, you know, a lot has been said about the empathy deficit in society. So this isn't just a deficit for Pentra Harvard students. It's a deficit, um, in the society we live in. So I feel we're doing our bit then as a community to keep working on those um, skills of tolerance, understanding, empathy. And it's difficult because we're at the stage now where our students know w from what they should do. Mm. 
but are not doing it yet. And they will be honest about that and tell us when we do our social stories and give them the multiple choice options. They know what they should choose, yeah. but we'll honestly reflect and say, I don't do this yet because I don't look smaller for my friends or so there's some work there to are, be done. There are other pressures to come along and that's why developing that culture is, is, is important because you need to be feel comfortable to be able to make those choices as well as just when you're asked about them explicitly, but also to make them as you're going about your daily business. Absolutely. I think that's why the stories, um, the fiction, or even our social stories really help to hook our children in. And the training today, I really, really enjoyed um, a real reminder about how our brains work. And mm. you, and I want to use that actually with some of our students. And um, I was thinking of a particular year eight boy who <laughs> tells me he doesn't like reading, tells me he finds empathy difficult. <laughs> and I wanted to show him um, the work we've seen today to really get him to think about it from a different way. Um, so that was really fascinating that, you know, it actually has such an impact on our brain. Yeah. That's fantastic. Thank you very much, Jenny. What a good day. Cheers. So you join us here uh, in Swansea at Pentra Hathorpe. We're in the library. We're standing next to a very nice buffet at the moment, uh, which we've consumed quite a lot of. Uh, and I am here with uh, John Biddle from Moreland's Primary School in Great Yarmouth. Good afternoon, John. Oh, hello, Paul. Thanks Thanks for speaking to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much for, for coming to the event. Um, you've been talking this morning about, uh, particularly about reading for pleasure in schools. Um, what, what is it about, particularly for teachers, that they can take about reading for pleasure? Why is it so important? Um... It's one, of, it's one of the things that, that is absolutely key to what we're trying to achieve as a school. It, it's, it's not something that you can measure, but there's so much research, so much evidence that says actually a child who reads for pleasure at, at, at school is going to do well in their future life. Um, you know, it has, it has an academic impact, but I think even more important than that, it has an impact on their social skills, it has an impact on, on their contribution to the local community, it has an impact on their empathy. You know, so it, it's a much, much bigger picture than just the academic side of things. It can actually have an impact on their whole life. And th- that empathy, obviously, we're, we're working here today with Empathy Lab. Are you finding that, that you also spoke about reaching out to parents and about developing those relationships? Do, have you found in your experience, because you've been working with Empathy Lab, is it three years now? Uh, three and a half years, yes. Mm. Um, I mean, we, we found getting parents on board absolutely key to what we're trying to do um, again we've showed them some of the empathy lab work which says well actually if the parents are supporting the, the journey the child's on in school um, and and backing that up at home um, it you know it can magnify the effect it can make it much more powerful so mm. you know we've tried really hard to get parents into a lot of our empathy events um, we've we've shared book lists with them we've had them suggesting activities and ideas that we can do in school and you know I, I won't say we've got all parents on board but we've actually got a good number now who 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 are showing a much more positive and supportive attitude to their child's education, which is absolutely fantastic. Brilliant. And, and what are you reading at the moment in class? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, we <laughs> have just started a new book called What's That in Dog Ears by Ben Davis. Um, they're absolutely <laughs> loving it. It's about a dog who's um, suffering from a terminal illness. And oh, my goodness. His, that sounds quite dark. He, uh, it's not. His, his, his owner uh, puts together a bucket list for him to, to do before he dies, um, and there's all kinds of crazy things in there. Um, he has to... Uh, uh, he wants to become famous for 15 minutes he wants to eat an ice cream he wants to be the local newspaper so there's lots of things he wants to do before his dog dies and it's just it's brilliantly funny um, and again the children can all empathise because a lot of them have pets and yeah. it's, it's just a wonderful read so we're really enjoying it oh that's lovely um, we're uh, coming up to uh, to a music break now so have you, have you got any uh, particular songs you'd like us to play out? oh yes thank have you, you got any oh, recommendations? Well, there's, there's so many I mean I think I'd have to think probably something by the Smiths so if we're, okay. if, if we're going back to the 80s um I would probably go with um, Frankly Mr Shankly by the Smiths. Frankly Mr Shankly by the Smiths, right. We'll play that out. Thank you very much, John. Oh, thank you, Paul. Thanks. You're the 
Valley's very own 104.7 Rossendale Radio. That's 104.7 Rossendale Radio. Uh, It's Paul Jenkins here with The Weekend Wind Down. And uh, here this week, we have been travelling down to Empathy Lab in Wales. And uh, I got to speak to um, a variety of people down there, uh, particularly about book spotters online. I spoke to some teachers uh, and some people from uh, Eru in Wales. Uh, So Mari Bowen and Julia Minnie will be coming your way soon. Uh, But first, we're going to drop into a session that uh, Craig Hill uh, from Empathy Lab was running with people about empathy books spotters online which is a really interesting way of kids capturing uh, what they've been reading in class and then storing it digitally a starting point to say what would you find useful because you're the people who will be using it so these are the what is the title of the book what's the name of the author how did the character in the story feel so these are really important questions we'd love your input on and feel free to say too many questions too few questions you're missing this really interesting area whatever it might be I'm here with Craig Hill, uh, and Craig's been talking to everybody here at Empathy Lab this morning about uh, an exciting new venture. It's online book spotters uh, and about uh, how children can spot empathy books within their classroom. Is that right? That's right, yes. Um, We've been on an interesting journey with Empathy Lab, and in that time we've had certain... Sorry. We've been on an interesting journey since starting Empathy Lab five years ago, and along that time we've heard from teachers consistently what they would really love is a means of choosing great empathy-boosting books. Now, we've responded to that in various ways. Our Read for Empathy guide that we launched last week got an astonishing response, and that has 50 books Mm. that help both primary and secondary children, but clearly there are way more than 50 books and so a number of years ago we thought that what would be interesting is not only to have a database of empathy boosting books but to have one that was informed by a children's voice so it's the kids who do the inputting in this that's what's so exciting for us that um it's fine for us to try and guess what would be an empathy boosting book but clearly children have a wonderful perspective on how that book helped them look at things from another point of view what character did they feel actually helped them think about the world about people about their lives in a different way so what the idea is behind book spotters is that it is an ability for children <clears throat> to input a book what they felt about and answer very simple questions like how did the story help them think about um, a, another person's point of view and also how did it help them with certain issues and the uh, for example friendship or bullying or problems at home even i think there's a lot of focus on things like uh, refugee families and about how they uh, might help become a sort of a, a feel more of a part of the community absolutely yep. it's and that's one of the beauties of the empathy boosting power of books that uh, is almost like a training ground for the emotions but you can actually target that training around specific issues as you say around things like refugees with wonderful books like well Welcome to Nowhere by Elizabeth Laird. And what we've seen is where schools engage with that, they genuinely engage with the plight of the refugees themselves. Now, the other thing that we're excited about with book spotters is that where we look at the neuroscience and the psychology of story reading and storytelling, what we're understanding increasingly is that the child and the adult go on a journey, an empathy journey throughout the book 
But at that point where the book, the story is resolved, their mind is hugely open to new ideas. And that's the really exciting point where through discussion, you can actually reinforce and embed the empathy value. So we feel actually the process of entering what the child, effectively a review of the book from an empathy perspective will help boost their empathy skills. That's brilliant, Craig. Thank you. I'm here with Murray Bowen and Julie Milley at the Empathy Lab Training Day. And um, Murray is from Eru. Uh, and uh, you've been talking about the new Welsh curriculum and about how that's, that's... Is that a new thing? The Welsh curriculum is launched today, January the 28th. Very exciting for Wales as we look for a very progressive uh, curriculum. Mm-hmm. The Empathy Lab link through the uh, Language Literacy Communication, AOLE, through Humanities and Health and Wellbeing is so explicit with the word empathy mentioned so many times. So this is the new curriculum structure, yeah? Absolutely. In Wales, we're looking to build children that fit the four purposes, being ethical citizens, being healthy, confident citizens of Wales. Mm-hmm. And empathy work and the work of Empathy Lab fits beautifully into that. As I was going to say, because you showed us some stuff earlier about it, so it goes through all the strands of the curriculum. Strands of the curriculum, yeah. As we look through the descriptions of learning, you've got the word empathy mentioned there explicitly or implicitly as children get to express their feelings mm. um, and talk about, think about the, the feelings of others. Because so, that's, a, that's a massive life skill, isn't it? It's not just... Absolutely. Uh, not just something that you need as your personal relationships, but it can be a, a big economic benefit for you later on if you've got that kind of in- increasing your job opportunities. Absolutely, yeah, and it does. It goes towards the four purposes as we're striving to make our children in Wales this three to sixteen curriculum. Mm-hmm. And the work of Empathy Lab reaches across those three to sixteen year olds as we strive to meet the four purposes. So that's the kind of strategy side of things. And then Julia, you're at the kind of forefront of this because you're d- delivering this on the front line. You're a classroom teacher. Yes, I am. But what year group do you teach? Uh, year five and six. Lovely. And so, how does that how does the empathy lab work kind of work into what you're already doing well it's not really any different to what we've done before it's Mm -hmm. just accelerating it and making it more purposeful so we are using it in all ways across the curriculum like mary said we're trying to blend the new curriculum in and of course empathy is fantastic for that Mm -hmm. so we're choosing novels activities uh, mixing with authors just to bring that empathy out of the books and really make the children realize that their empathy skills need to be used in society that sounds fantastic so it's a really positive thing across there and there's been a lovely feeling in the room today as well yeah yeah and it's making a difference with the children's language Mm -hmm. the way that they sympathize sorry not sympathize (laughs) they are empathetic indeed with um the children on the yard um dinner queues everywhere really and they're really putting their themselves in other children's shoes which is a huge shift it's funny you should say that about sympathy and empathy because there is a massive difference isn't there feeling sympathy for someone and being empathetic towards them is a completely different skill we are using sympathy mm. and we are using our empathy. We are showing the children that they can be looked at as the same, but they're not. Mm. And then we're helping the children to decipher between the both. And we're using, obviously, the novels to do that. Brilliant. An absolute pleasure to talk to Mari and Julia. And, of course, Craig, just before that, uh, I asked Mari and Julia, they had a bit of a debate about what they were going to choose as their song because they had to choose it between them. Uh, and they decided to uh, settle on something Welsh. Uh, so here's the Stereophonics with Handbags and Glad Rags. This is 104.7 Rossendale Radio. So it's Paul Jenkins here on the Weekend Wind Down on 104.7 Rossendale Radio. Uh, as we've been hearing, I've been down in South Wales this week in Swansea, speaking to people from Empathy Lab. Uh, you'll be hearing a little bit from the training session that we're running now uh, from one of the teachers as part of the project, Richard Hall, who gave a bit of a call to arms for everybody about social action, which is one of the things that Empathy Lab drives children towards. Uh, and then you'll be hearing from the founder of Empathy Lab, Miranda McKerney. 
piqued my interest about empathy love was the social action thing at the end of it because I thought yeah. it's, it's fantastic. I think everything about uh, empathy love is, is, is brilliant. All the all the books, everything about it is fantastic. But at the end of it, you want to do something with it. Otherwise, you, you children have got all this empathy. They're, they're burdened with the sort of um, feelings of other people, the poverty and everything. You could think about refugees and you could carry that with you, take it home with you, uh, be really depressed. Sometimes we want to switch off the news when that comes on. And sometimes we think, actually, I want to do something about it. And I guess as for us now, it's, it's us thinking about, well, how can we make this so that they can actually do something with it. They've got that seed of like motivation that come from reading the stories and everything. And what can they do now in a practical sense from where they are in this cluster of schools? What can they do to, to change things? section is about social action. And in terms of the empathy journey that you're all so familiar with, we've just highlighted that this is about moving children into more developed pro-social attitudes and actually putting empathy into action. Welcome back to the Weekend Wind Down. Uh, this is the Waffle Podcast. And uh, for the first time today, I'm sat in a very comfortable chair in a library uh, at the end of a very long working day uh, with the founder of Empathy Lab, uh, Miranda McKerney. Good afternoon. Hi, Paul. Hi. Uh, it's been a, a pretty exciting day all round, I think. Yes, it's been amazing. It's been fantastic to have everybody here and have real time to talk and think and have lots of kind of inspiring injections, but mostly for the schools themselves to be really thinking what they're going to do next. Mm. It's, and the, the actual context of Empathy Lab, you, you are one of the founders of Empathy Lab. How, I am. Where did, where did that idea, where was that light bulb moment for you? Because you talk about light bulb moments quite a lot with teachers. But where, where, what was yeah, that moment for you? Was, How did it come um, about? Pretty precise, really. In 2014, mm -hmm. thought I was retiring um, from the charity that I founded called the Reading Agency. And um, everybody kept saying, you're not really retiring, are you? What are you going to do? Mm -hmm. And I said, well, there was one area that I was really interested in that had, I'd never had time to think about, which mm -hmm. was the research showing uh, that reading builds empathy. Yeah. I hadn't really had a chance to look into it. And I kept thinking, does anybody really take any notice of this? And what an extraordinary thing it would be for society if we could much more systematically use literature to build empathy skills. So four people mm -hmm. came along with me on the journey. Um, we didn't know we were going to <laughs> form an organisation. We start, started researching and talking to psychologists and teachers, held a big thinking at the Royal Festival Hall, saying, are we on to something? Everybody said yes, and gradually that has turned into Empathy Lab. I believe that was the snowball effect is, is what's it. happening, and now we are in a, a cluster of eight schools in Wales with yep. other other schools in Wales coming on board to receive training, you know, eight or ten at a time, which is wonderful. Yep. Um, and it really does feel like, I think the words empathy revolution keep getting banded about. They and, I do. Th and it really does feel like we're on the cusp of something. Yeah. Um, there's One of the things that I've always found really exciting about the organization is the way that, that it encourages children to be leaders and and spotting books in particular and one of the things that that empathy Lab has done is kind of provided a, a book list for to kind of guide children that that was launched just last week for 2020 wasn't it yes yeah, so we produce um an annual 
Reader Empathy collection for four to sixteen year olds, and this year there are fifty books on the list, and it's really growing. It absolutely exploded when we launched on social media mm-hmm. um, last week, and there's quite a process behind it um, where we ask the publishing community, and pretty much every publisher does now submit their books that they feel are strong for empathy work, and then we have an extremely expert panel um, of grassroots people working in libraries and schools Mm -hmm. but also national experts and they uh, choose the books and spend months and months and months reading them so and it's a real diverse collection as well because there's there's 50 books and there's some poetry some prose in there some storybooks some picture books so so there's it's a really is it are you wary when you're choosing them or, or the criteria of of making sure that there's there's something about each part of the collection yeah so we have um a set of criteria that the books have to meet mm-hmm. and we're looking for books that that can do very specific jobs so that might be this year we've got a book um written by somebody from the traveling community mm-hmm. very rare to have a book that is actually from a person from that community yeah. it's a lovely little story about a pit pony <laughs> um but th- so that job is giving a real insight into what life is like for the travelling community um, and there are usually books about uh, people in challenging circumstances whether that's they might just have lost their mum or become a refugee recently so there's those kinds of books and then there are lots that um, are about developing specific empathy skills so this year we've included a fantastic book called the rabbit listened which is all about listening Mm. which of course is very key empathy skill of course yeah and it's the thing about the the collection is that these these are the the books that that teachers may use in classrooms with the children but then empathy lab encourages and has a a scheme to for for children to then go back into their libraries and then start to spot books themselves absolutely and that's i think the bit that really kind of looked at i looked at and thought wow children are now recommending books to children yeah. yeah and um we're working up a concept which which shares that online, has lots and lots of children's recommendations. We had a chat with Craig earlier on. He was right. explaining the mechanics of online book spotters, and it's yeah. really exciting. But yeah. sort of combining that digital and uh, and the you know the the, the literacy side of yeah. things. But um, I think the I think you're right that the idea of teaching children very specifically about empathy, what it means, how it works, the kind of scientific aspects mm. of it, and then um, putting them in charge of recommending to other children books yeah. that are that really help you understand other people wonderful um well it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you this afternoon um we've uh, as as we usually ask people to choose a song uh, uh to, to sort of finish off the show and you're gonna be finishing off the show today uh, and we've got a first on the weekend one because uh, you, you it's not really my thing choosing a song so you're gonna choose a piece of classical music for us yes i, I am I, i'm not sure i'm not sure how long please don't choose an entire symphony because i've only got until four <laughs> until six o'clock uh so uh, what, what what piece would you like us to play so the the Sometimes when I'm in need of a kind of bit of inspiration, I listen to Chopin's Etude. Okay. So I can't remember any of the numbers, so you'll just have to choose a Chopin Etude, which is very short. Yes. And they usually give you, because he's such a kind of invigorating composer, they give you a little kind of shock of energy. So, yeah. Well, that's perfect for a Sunday afternoon. Very good. (laughs) Thank you very much, Miranda (laughs) McKinney. Thank you very much. We'll speak to you soon. 
and so there we are um, it's been an amazing 24 hours uh, I've just been down I'm leaving Swansea now I've just seen the Liberty Stadium disappear in the distance uh, but it's been an absolute pleasure to spend uh, a whole day with a group of teachers who are really inspired and are pushing on creating some brilliant ideas working with children really emotionally engaging with things uh, and it's uh, really does give us a bright hope for the future um, and we're going to leave you now uh, with uh, a change on the on the weekend wind down we're going to give you some classical music instead here's some Chopin So there you have it, another week on Waffle the Bite Size podcast. My thanks go out to absolutely everybody who got involved from the Empathy Lab, uh, allowing me to have a chat to them about their groundbreaking work down in Swansea. And of course, their work all across the country as well in schools up and down the land. Um, it's absolutely brilliant to see that teachers are so involved, that people are so engaged, and there's a real sense of a real sense of revolution amongst them. And it's a brilliant thing to see. Uh, my thanks as ever go to the people at Russendale Radio for allowing us uh, to uh, produce Waffle the Bite Size podcast. Podcast, and of course to Melanie Kemp and Lee Ball for their production on all of the things to do with the podcast. I've been Paul Jenkins. I will see you again with a brand new guest next week.